today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. I want to talk to you about auto theft. It's, it's an ongoing problem, and it's a growing problem, and something that we should be concerned about. If you own a, a vehicle, uh, you better be concerned, and you better listen to this uh, next segment, because uh, the numbers here are staggering, and uh, the way in which a lot of this is happening is uh, also quite frightening. Ontario car thieves have zeroed in on certain models, like Lexus, Honda, and Toyota vehicles, especially, as their preferred targets in 2020. This is according to a new uh, poll from uh, Insurance Bureau of Canada. Joining us to talk about this is Brian Gass. Brian is the National Director of Investigative Services Division with the, the IBC. Uh, Brian, thanks so much for joining us. Glad you could jump on today. Uh, I'm looking at the list here, and I figure, yeah, I, I own one of those cars. I'm, I'm, I'm concerned about this. Uh, the Lexus models, the Toyota models, uh, the Honda models, uh, not the only ones being stolen, but they seem to be the preferred models with a lot of uh, the thieves these days. Yeah, good morning, and thank you for having me. And just a little bit of context, uh, as you're probably aware, I, IBC really works hard with our domestic and international partners to fight crime, and, and those partners include manufacturers, law enforcement, and car dealers, and a Canada Border Services Agency. But what's also needed in that uh, conversation is the drivers, and I think that's what's important about this top ten list. It gives an opportunity to help drivers understand the risks of car theft and some of the things that uh, they can help minimize the risk. And I think this year's trend, as you alluded to, really shows some of the new trends, and that's the use of uh, the, the higher-end vehicles. The newer models are being stolen, and there's a variety of means that they are being stolen. And uh, one of those is the, the use of uh, technology and electronic bypasses through sophisticated devices that these criminals are getting their hands on. Yeah, talk to us about this. I, our tech guy told us about this a few months ago. Uh, you know, you figure, oh, come on, you know, I never leave my keys in the car. I've always got the car locked. What's the big deal? Some of these vehicles are being stolen right out of driveways, and they're using this technology you just referenced. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I don't mean to be an, an alarmist in any way. I'm not all vehicles are being stolen this way. Some vehicles are, are simply having the keys or the key fobs in the ignition. But there is mechanisms in place that uh, are able to capture that uh, key fob radio frequency. Uh, so if you walk into your house and uh, you just leave your keys at the front door, hang them at the front door, there is technology that the criminals have access to that is able to trigger that uh, frequency and uh, emit, a, emit, um, emit the signal and capture that signal and have the ability to unlock and steal your car with never having gone in your house or touching the original key fob. And uh, again, uh, I don't want to suggest that just because your car is not on that list, it's not susceptible to being stolen. All vehicles can be stolen. And I think the same precautions for everybody, uh, especially with a, a push start type of uh, a vehicle mechanism, uh, is definitely a prudent thing to do. Yeah, and, and again, I share your concern. I don't want to alarm people here, but they should be aware that that technology exists and uh, and that there are precautions that they can take. I mean, I know an awful lot of people that, yeah, you're right, they, as soon as they come in the door, they just hang them on a little you know thing right by the front door there. Uh, and that's that's accessible. Now, I, I And again, to take it to the next level, I guess there is something, uh, a, a pouch or some sort of a box you can put yeah. your keys in, uh, which blocks that signal. So that's, that, that, I, I'm just saying, you know, people should be aware of that and say maybe that's the precaution they should take. Yeah, and it's a very inexpensive approach. Uh, you're right. It's just a little pouch. It's specially designed for key fobs. Uh, they're, they're littered throughout the Internet. Uh, you can find them easily through a Google search, uh, either a pouch or a box, and it just really protects uh, any signal coming or going from that spot. That's a, that's a great idea, as well as parking in a well-lit area. And again, as winter is approaching, not leaving your vehicle running, even if it's just for a few minutes to run back into the house or you run into a store real quick, you don't want to get back into a cold car. Uh, those are the opportunities that are just too easy for the criminals. 
Happened to a friend of mine just a couple of weeks ago, as a matter of fact. I stopped at an ATM. Or, you know, it was early morning, around 6.30, I think he said. Uh, and literally, yeah, I left the car running because it's kind of chilly out and figure I'm only going to be 30 seconds. The car was gone 30 yeah. seconds later. Uh, you just yeah. don't know situations like that. And, you know, you're really putting things at risk, I guess, when you do that. And, and I suppose we should also get into the idea of what uh, it is shopping season, holiday season. Uh, and I see a lot, you know, more cars. It's a lot busier in the malls, although obviously because of the pandemic, uh, there's, there's going to be some limitations there. But but thieves are always uh, prowling around the, the the mall parking lots, aren't they? Absolutely, and, and the same uh, theory happens at the mall too. If you happen to be walking away from your vehicle and you're a fair distance, and you can't remember quite if you lock the car and you turn around and and hit the lock and hear it chirp, you've just uh, sent that beam across. And if there happen to be, and we're not saying that they're in every parking lot, but the potential is there uh, for somebody to capture that beam. And while you're in the store, they're able to clone that uh, signal and uh, start and steal your car. Who's taking these things, Brian? I, I, I know you know we've all heard the story about you know some people that will hotwire a car and, and go for joy rides, and I guess that's still going on. But there's a lot more sophistication to this going on too, isn't there? There is. It's very big business. Uh, I think there's multiple uses for stolen vehicles. One of them is organized crime groups that are targeting certain high-end vehicles and shipping them overseas. They're fetching a huge amount of money for that. Uh, some vehicles are being stolen, and I think this is an important issue as well. Some vehicles are being stolen and having the vehicle identification number that's found in the front dash uh, switched to a bogus number, uh, representing it as a typical normal sale of a used vehicle when, in fact, it's a stolen vehicle. So an unsuspecting uh, Canadian consumer will buy that uh, later to find out it's actually a stolen vehicle. Some vehicles are used, uh, uh, stolen to be used in a, a criminal offense, a serious criminal offense. Uh, some vehicles, when, when you look at it, uh, one good vehicle, even if it's an older vehicle or a new vehicle, stripped down into multiple parts can fetch a lot of money if you're selling a vehicle part by part. So um, there is organized crime groups. You talked about the joy riders. Uh, yes, uh, that could be a t- one of opportunity where they just see a car that's uh, uh, running and, and go for a ride. But, uh, again, the more concerning ones, I mean, they're all concerning, but uh, the, or- the organized crime groups that are funding themselves and uh, other events uh, through the sale and the, 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 the theft of these vehicles is, is extremely concerning, not only financially, but uh, through public safety as well. Where, where are they going? You mentioned overseas. Is there a specific location? I, I'm sure there's, there's a, numer- a number of locations, but is there a specific spot where a lot of these things end up landing? You're right about all over. Depending on what the vehicle is, uh, there, there is they hit all the destinations. Um, sometimes it's... Uh, it's a bit of a trophy to have a Canadian license plate, whether it be an Ontario license plate on that vehicle. Um, sometimes they're, um, that is the problem. They're going everywhere, including the Caribbean, um, some of the, the larger pickup trucks that are being stolen. So they go to a variety of places. And that's why our partnerships with law enforcement and the Canadian uh, Canada Border Services Agency is so important, trying to identify these trends and these crime groups that are behind these thefts and uh, get them before they actually leave Canadian soil. I'm just looking at the list here, the top 10 uh, vehicles, uh, the models anyway, uh, yeah. in Ontario and in Canada. A uh, lot of SUVs, as a matter of fact, mostly SUVs, which I guess is not really surprising, is it, Brian? Because, I mean, if you look at people that are purchasing vehicles, there's a, a huge market for SUVs. So I guess it would, it would make sense then that uh, in the black market, they're looking at the same sort of vehicle. Absolutely. And uh, I think it is, it's an 
important thing to note as well. Regionally, it's a little bit different too. If you look at Alberta, it's a little bit different than Ontario. But Ontario and the and the national numbers really do sync fairly well in the fact that uh, SUVs that's largely driven by the GTA is obviously a large population, and uh, there are a lot of these types of vehicles uh, in that market. Yeah, I, I would look, as a matter of fact, almost exclusively SUVs and, well, some pickup trucks, too, if you look at the national level, uh, which is yeah. not surprising. And we see a lot of those on the streets as well. So what do we do? How do you, I know, I know you work with law enforcement authorities on a regular basis at the Insurance Bureau, Brian, to, to try to figure out what's going on and try to prevent it. What can we as consumers do, though, to try to protect ourselves? Yeah, that's a great great question, and I think it's really a layered approach. Some of the common sense things you can do is we talked about just not having your keys in the ignition. Some people actually store their key fobs in the car just so it actually is easy to uh, come and go without having to worry about it. But uh, uh, it doesn't take a criminal long uh, to figure out that the, the keys are in the vehicle itself. Uh, lock and close your doors and windows, park in a well-lit area. We talked about using that protective pouch. That's really the first layer of common sense. And then you can, there's things that you can add. And, and again, nothing is a perfect deterrent, but uh, the more of these layers you have, I think it makes it a little bit more problematic for the, the criminal element, and they might walk by your vehicle. And those things might be brake locks or wheel locks or a steering column lock. Again, they can be defeated, but again, the more of them that, that you do and the more precautions you make, uh, I think the better you are. Uh, there's also things, and I mean, this is a little bit more expensive, but uh, there are available aftermarket is uh, kill switches and starter and ignition and fuel pump disablers. Those are some of the things uh, that you can do, just marking your vehicle that, uh, that it is uh, actively um, have anti-theft devices. We, uh, if you notice, some of the previous years, and obviously they're getting a lot older now, but 2007 and older vehicles, they did not have to have manufactured uh, immobilizers, auto theft immobilizers and systems in, on the vehicle. 2008 and newer, they had to. So as, as the car manufacturers have evolved, uh, obviously it's gotten better and better, but unfortunately the criminal element also evolved their, their, their technology and uh, they're finding ways to bypass it. So that's why it's very important to know the trend that's, trends that are happening in, in Europe. That's this, uh, we call it a relay attack, uh, where you're capturing that uh, signal. Typically hasn't been a big problem in North America, but it's definitely a growing trend, uh, and it's a concerning trend that uh, we're trying to keep on top of. Yeah, and I just don't want people to naively think that, well, you know, I've got a late model vehicle, so, I mean, you know, they, they built stuff in to protect me against that. Uh, the, the bad guys know about that stuff, too. And as you say, well, it's like hackers, right? You know, you yeah. think you build in all the stuff here and you've got all the the, the, the appropriate software. Uh, they can still get through. And, and uh, your, your point about aftermarket stuff is probably not a bad idea. Uh, the, the steering wheel locks were a big thing a few years ago. Are they still effective? They are. Uh, again, there's, I won't tell you how to bypass them, but there are ways no, to No, 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 don't. But, 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 but sometimes uh, just having that is enough. They don't uh, necessarily have the equipment to be able to, to do that. Uh, if you walk in, obviously that, that's a significant issue. You can't uh, drive a vehicle with one of those on it. Uh, and there's multiple of the, there's many of these vehicles out there. Uh, but if everybody took the same precautions, it would definitely make it a lot harder for these criminal elements uh, to steal vehicles. Well, right I can now, remember. It's, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to say right now, it's, uh, if, if precautions aren't taken, uh, it's fairly easy for them to do. 
Yeah, I just remember I had a discussion with police about we were talking about home break-ins, but I guess it's, it applies here too. Uh, you know, th- th- there are professionals, and if, if somebody really and truly wants to break into that house, uh, they'll find a way to do it. But more often than not, uh, it's just people that you know if they see it's going to be difficult, they're going to go to the next house where it's not so difficult. I mean, they you know they don't want to put in extra work if they don't have to. So I mean, you know, it's it, the, the people that leave the keys. You may as well just hand the keys to the bad guys if that's what you're going to do. Uh, if you're going to make it difficult for them, they they may well move on. Yeah, absolutely. And we talked a little bit about uh, the selling, uh, the sale of stolen vehicles. That's where the Carfax doing that uh, uh, used car package um, is important. Just to know the VIN history. Um, uh, again, it's uh, there's so many things that can be done. But you're right. Fortunately, the, the true professionals uh, they're the minority. Uh, a lot of it is just the crimes of opportunity and the smaller groups. But it's these organized crime groups that are, are definitely ca- causing havoc and uh, stealing some of these high-end vehicles that are, are never recovered because they've been shipped out of the country. So, you know, we've got this list here, and you've, you've been nice enough to print this out so people can get an idea what's going on. Uh, how do they decide where they're going to do this? Is this uh, done on spur of the moment, or do they actually scout neighborhoods looking for certain vehicles? Yeah, that's, that's a good question. It seems to be um, really um, sporadic. Um, there's 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 hot spots. Obviously, the, the greater the population, the, the more vehicles that are stolen from that area. That's why in the GTA, obviously, the, the opportunity presents themselves uh, not only in residential areas but uh, so many different businesses. And uh, it doesn't take these professionals very long to steal your vehicle, so uh, they don't need a lot of time. And uh, yeah, it, it it really is all all locations, uh, all times of the day and night. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. People may have this idea that, well, yeah, if it's dark and late at night, etc., you got to be careful. But they, they, a lot of these things get stolen in broad daylight. Absolutely, you're absolutely correct. So we just have to take precautions all the time. So we, we've got a, a pretty good idea about what's going on here. And, and you know, when we talk about the the most the most popular among the car thieves here, and we talk about like the Lexus uh, SUVs and the Hondas and the uh, the Toyotas, uh, that's I, I don't want people to suggest that okay, I've got a, a, a different model car, so I'm safe. Uh, there, there, anybody can look for anything if they find an easy mark, can't they? Absolutely, yeah, and that, and that's why I caution, and, and you talked about it as well. Just because you're not in the top ten doesn't mean that uh, every model isn't susceptible of being stolen. Uh, and again, for different purposes, might not be being shipped overseas, but it could be uh, one of those thefts that is going to be used as a resale or a revin, or it could be a vehicle that's used in a commission of another offense. So, uh, all vehicles are susceptible, and I think everybody's got to take the same precautions to uh, protect themselves and uh, protect and. Uh, really uh, unify and work together with everybody that's uh, trying to fight auto theft. Brian, you mentioned something about, you know, somebody's redoing the VIN, if they replace that or whatever they're doing, or whatever this, the methodology is in that. As a, as a consumer, as a potential buyer, for instance, of a, of a, of a used vehicle, uh, what should we do to make sure that we're not buying somebody else's stolen vehicle? Yeah, really, I mean... Know how you bought it, uh, the individual, where you're buying it from. Uh, is it? Are you meeting somewhere in a parking lot, or you, uh, do you have the ability to have the Carfax? Where you're having the VIN history? Uh, if there's obviously no history of a VIN, uh, you should be asking yourself questions and, and walking away. Um, really, those are some of the precautions. Just don't take everything uh, at face value. Uh, do a little bit of digging. And again, it might be the extreme minority, but uh, if the opportunity is there, uh, these vehicles are being stolen, and uh, it's not till after the fact, once the money is exchanged, that uh, sometimes they've realized that they've bought a stolen vehicle. 
and then uh, ultimately they'll lose their vehicle and they they've lost their money and they have no ability to track the individual that uh, that sold them the vehicle. Now, how do they track the VIN number? If I wanted to check in to make sure that this is legitimate, is there a website I can go to? Yeah, so you you can go to the ministry have a a CPIC. It's you type in the multi-digit number into the system, but what that tells you if it's stolen or not, and that's the problem. Uh, You type in a bogus number and it actually doesn't show up because it's it's not listed as stolen. But what you can do is you can go through the Ministry of Transportation and get the uh, get the the used uh, vehicle package where you supply the, the license plate or the VIN number and you're able to get the history. And uh, that's where it'll show you uh, the history of the vehicle. And obviously, if there's no history uh, or, if the va- or if the VIN number shows up as uh, invalid, it's uh, you have an issue. Uh, great advice and uh, very informative stuff, Brian. Thanks so much for the the great work that you guys do on a consistent basis. Uh, and uh, uh, we just want people to be aware of what's going on, and you know, with these sorts of things here, key fobs and other things. I, I don't want them to become a statistic either in situations like this. And I, I'm hoping that our conversation today has steered some people in the right direction. Appreciate it. Take care, Brian. Thanks so much for the time today. Yeah, thank you very much. Take care, Brian Gass, National yeah. Director of Investigative Services with the Insurance Bureau of Canada. Lock your car which he should be doing all the time anyway. But yeah, that uh, stuff about the key fobs and access to key fobs is, is a little frightening. But you, as Brian mentioned, there are precautions you can take about that too. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.